Hi, I'm Spencer Dupuy. Hi, I'm Nick Verzellini. Come out and join us August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for the Rocks Local Market Grand Opening located at 8310 Martinsburg Pike, Shepherdstown. Our show, The Sports Mix, will be broadcasting live 12 to 1, featuring interviews from Shepherd athletes. Again, please join us August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at 8310 Martinsburg Pike to check out the new Rocks Local Market and meet Shepherd athletes. We look forward to seeing you there. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome into the Wednesday show, and we got a lot planned for you today. A big show, Nick. Uh, we do, Spencer. It should be a good show. Uh, John Elmore joining us later in the program. One of the greats to come through the state of West Virginia in terms of basketball. Um, Homemade as well. Yeah, that's what I was going at. And, uh, you know, he's got a new contract. He's going to continue his professional career in Lithuania. So looking forward to hearing what he has to say later today. Yeah, and he just finished up a, a few weeks ago playing in the basketball tournament. And that was hosted down in Charleston. So a lot of West Virginia flavor today. Yeah, that's um, you know just one of the many topics we got on the show today. That one coming up at 12.30. So looking forward to it. And we'll start out talking about the Nationals game. We, we watched a little bit of that last night, Nick, because it was free on YouTube, their game of the week. Something that I like. Uh, I forgot they did the YouTube game of the week, honestly. Yeah, it's a nice feature that they have and uh, got to see the Nats play, which... They actually won. So maybe we were the good luck charms. Maybe we were the good luck charms. They won the game, I believe it was 12-6. to 6. I kind of went to sleep before it ended because I had to be up at 4 a.m. for the morning shift. Uh, but, yeah, they did win 12-6. Got to scary six. there for a second. It did get scary there. And I kind of told you, I kind of I, I said that this could be a collapse coming up. And it almost was. I mean, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, Nats are in control. You know, I started to write my script for the sports report. I was like, all right, Nats win, which I knew as soon as I wrote that down, like that's probably a bad idea to write that, but I'm going to write it anyway. And then Toronto starts coming back, making it 8-6. And I'm like, oh no, get to change this script. And then uh, the Nats rally for four more runs that really put them away. And surprisingly, it was the offense that kind of carried the team. Yeah, we'll have some highlights here, but uh, before, got to kick in a little sponsorship here. Uh, the Sports Mix is sponsored in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremation Services, Robert and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And the Nats got it started pretty early in the bottom of the second with a home run from Yadiel Hernandez, a solo shot. Yadiel swung on it, belted a deep right down the line, hooking toward the corner, and this ball is gone. Goodbye! Into the Nationals' bullpen, right down the line over the 335-foot marker. Bang! Zoom goes Yadiel Hernandez with his fifth home run of the year. And the Nationals are on the board first here in the bottom of the second inning. So they got on, on the scoreboard early, but the Blue Jays came back and tied the ball game at one in the top of the third inning. Pitch is grounded to the right side. This will bring in a run. Bell backhands. He'll flip off to Fetty at the bag for the out. But on the play, Dickerson puts it into play. Drives in Biggio with a tying run. Guerrero moves to third. It's the Nationals one and the Blue Jays one. Then in the top of the third inning, a huge inning for the, or the bottom of the third inning, excuse me, huge inning for the Nats. Started with an Alcides Escobar two-run double. So you have Adams at second, Robles at first, and Alcides Escobar the batter in a 1-1 game. Manoa's pitch is line drive to left center field toward the gap. No one's going to get it. It's down and going toward the warning track where it'll be picked up by the center fielder, Gritchick. Headed home is Adams, rounding third. Robles, he'll score without a play. It's a two-run double to the left center gap for Alcides Escobar. And the Nationals are back in front, leading the Blue Jays 3-1. to one. So then Yadiel Hernandez came up, hit a two-run single to make it 5-1. to one. With Carter Keyboom batting, the Nats scored on a pickoff throwaway to make it 6-1. Then Carter Keyboom had an RBI sack fly to make it 7-1. And then Riley Adams, the former Blue Jays prospect, 
came up and did this. 3-2 pitch. Adams launches one to left down the line toward the corner. This has got a chance, and it is gone. Riley Adams is homer against the Toronto Blue Jays, his second homer in a Nats uniform. They lead it 8-1. to one. That one goes about five rows into section 105, right down the left field line. That was in the bottom of the fifth, fourth inning, excuse me, then in the top of the fifth inning. Toscar Hernandez hit a two-run shot to put it at 8-3. to three. Here's a swing at a high fly to deep center. Robles going back, way back, warning track wall, and this one is long gone. Goodbye. It takes a... And then they would score, the Blue Jays would score again on RBI fielder's choice from Reese McGuire to make it 8-5, and then 8-6 on an Alejandro Kirk RBI single to make it 8-6. And then in the bottom of the eighth inning, uh, our favorite guy to talk about on the show um, in the last week, Mr. Nat came up, and he hit... And a pinch hit RBI sack fly to make it nine to six. We don't have that one. <laughs> Doesn't want to work. Uh, then Riley Adams came back up again in the bottom of the eighth inning. And none of them want to work anymore. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, I none of them want to work anymore. Hey. Technology. Point is Nats win. Yeah. Score some runs. Eric Fetty pitches solid five innings of work, three earned. But the performances that stand out, Hernandez, Riley Adams combining for five hits and six RBIs. I mean, those two really stepped up their game. And, um, you know, overall the offense was great. You know, 10 hits, 11 runs batted in, 12 runs scored. Really solid day for the Nationals. And, it's good to see uh, them get back in the wind calm. Yeah, and they're going to be back at it again tonight at 7.05. Josiah Gray on the mound. 4.05. 4.05. I forgot oh. about that. It's a two-gamer. Quick two-gamer. They'll be on the air with a pregame show at 3.35 then. And uh, Josiah Gray will be on the bump for the Nats. Yeah, Gray versus Jose Barrios, who was a player that obviously uh, the Blue Jays acquired at the deadline and Gave up a lot for him. Uh, Austin Martin, one of their top prospects, sent him to Minnesota for Barrios. And then Gray, we know, you know, he's always been somebody that we have our eye on because, well, the Nats are looking for him to at least be, you know, a number two or number three starter for them. And he's been really solid so far uh, coming off of his worst performance, but it wasn't even bad. You know, six innings, five hits, three earned, six strikeouts in his last outing against the Braves. Yeah, now we'll we'll talk about some other NL East news. The New York Mets owner, Steve Cohen, calls out, quote, unproductive hitters amid the August freefall. Pretty interesting thing going on here. The owner is calling out his own team after a huge collapse. Yeah, I hadn't really seen In a tweet, in a tweet. I hadn't seen this, so this is news to me. But, um, you know, to see, I guess, your owner calling out your team, it's not typically seen. Yeah, you want to hear the tweet? Yeah, read it to me. Quote, it's hard to understand how professional professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie, end quote. That I mean, so far has 11,000 likes. Is it not the owner? The owner <laughs> and the GM, right? Right. So, I mean, he's the one that makes the decisions or at least part of the decisions on who they're going to pay and the Mets have pretty much invested in pitching. They haven't really invested in hitting. So what do you really expect? I mean, plus that's like crazy to me that the owner would be like, oh, what's going on? He sounds like a fan. Like, who pays these guys? Yeah. It sounds like and it's like <laughs> you pay them. Like, you chose these players or at least had some input, I would think. Yeah. And who's on your team? So, uh, yeah, not a good sign for maybe the general manager, maybe the manager as well. Uh, for the Mets because, well, the owner doesn't seem too happy with the product on the field, at least from the batting standpoint. He does not, and we'll talk about something else that happened last night in MLB is the A's pitcher got hit in the face with a ball. That was very tragic, but he's he's since doing okay. That was a very scary situation. Yeah, cheek fracture, fracture for uh, Chris Barrett. 
and he's been having a great season. Made his first All Star game this year at age 32. He's been their ace, so it's good to see that you know he should be okay. I mean, it looked pretty bad, but he never, I don't think, went unconscious or anything. So you know, it was just you know a tough situation, but you know that speaks to the danger I think of the game that sometimes gets forgotten about in baseball. You know, these guys throw close to 100 miles per hour and they hit the ball almost 100 miles per hour sometimes. And that's what happened last night. So baseball's a dangerous game. And especially if you're in the mount, on the mound or at the plate, you know, anything could happen. And we've seen some scary injuries. Luckily, though, uh, Bassett's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. And that's about time for our first break of the day, sponsored by this segment was sponsored by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. ParsonsFordofMartinsburg.com will be back for more of the sports mix after the break. car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200 square foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns and Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251-360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay, or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Please join us for the Rocks Local Market Grand Opening at 8310 Martinsburg Pike on August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for food, fun, and games. Shepherd athletes will be there testing their athletic prowess in giant beer pong, plinko, and other fun events. Tell your friends about it. Tell their friends about it. All of Rock's friends and neighbors are invited to come by for a cup of coffee and sit a spell. That's 8310 Martinsburg Pike on August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River. Life is old there. Welcome back to the August 18th edition of the Sports Mixy right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, TV10, streaming on Facebook, as well as our show Twitter at WRNR underscore Sports Mix. And Q Country Roads, as they say, right, Nick? That is, I guess, what they say. I don't know who says that. Maybe the Mountaineers. Maybe the Mountaineers. I I think our buddy Andrew would know a lot a lot about that. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, football camp going on at WVU. Uh, what's nice about WVU is they've pretty much have pressers like every day for their football team. Yeah. So 
you know, they're keeping you updated if you're a Mountaineer fan, and we certainly have been, you know, checking in on it. And, uh, you know, I think that's pretty cool overall that they, you know, have something every day for fans to read about uh, with the team and on their website. Yeah, I think it's great. And it even – so it just kind of recaps the day in interviews, kind of kind of is like a, a practice story with interviews, yeah. with the press conference interviews. And then it goes in practice tidbits – just little notes about each player that or each thing that happened in practice that was pretty big. And obviously this is a huge year for the Mountaineers. You know, this is Neil Brown's third season at the helm. So this is the year where you start to see, okay, has he recruited well? Has he yeah. built this program to where it should be? Which usually WVU is one of the top, you know, they're usually a contender for at least their conference title, I think. And then trying to get back to where they were about 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, you know, national championship contenders at one point. So that's what is expected, I think, from the West Virginia fans. And this is a huge year for them. And I, it seems like they're maybe starting to turn that corner. I mean, Letty Brown's been a great running back for them. Um, I think the key is going to be quarterback and how Jared Dogie p- performs uh, this season because he showed some flashes last year, but if he takes the next step, this could really make WVU, you know, that team again. Yeah, I, th- I think you look at a guy like Letty Brown, and he he's it's the team is kind of going to go as as Brown goes when it comes to the production and the uh, you know how they want to be as a team. Yeah, and I've liked pretty much everything I've heard from Neil Brown about the team and. You know, Letty Brown is their guy. He's their star running back. Defensively, they were one of the better teams in the country last year. They have uh, Dante Stills on defense, who's a great, you know, pass rusher. And they have the ability to be really good on the defensive side. And then offensively, you know, quarterback production, again, is going to be the, the key. But I think they have Letty Brown. They have a guy that you can rely on to make big plays for you. So, it should be a solid season for the Mountaineers, and that opener with Maryland is going to be, you know, a really fun game. I think because both those programs seem to be trending up. Yeah, Maryland, in terms of recruiting, hasn't really showed it on the field yet, but you know they're only in their second or third year under Loxley, so they seem to be trending up, and that's an important game. It's an old rivalry. It's it should be a good one, and then you look at the rest of the schedule. You know, LIU that should be an easy win. Uh, Virginia Tech's, you know, an interesting game, but then Oklahoma, Texas Tech, you get in the conference play. That's where you'll see how good this team is. Yeah, you'll really see how good this team is. And if you're a listener here in the Eastern Panhandle, you'll get to hear WVU football once again as we'll be broadcasting all WVU football games as well as basketball games when that comes around. We'll also be broadcasting after the replay of the sports mix from 5 to 6 every Thursday when the season begins starting September 2nd, the Neil Brown Football Coaches Show. Yeah. So you'll be able to hear Coach Neil Brown and the Coaches Show on the on our airwaves from 6 to 7, I believe, um, every Thursday during the, during the football season. Yep, Mountaineer Report will be starting up too. Yeah, we'll get the Mountaineer Report that starts up Monday. We'll probably incorporate it into our show as well. It'll be incorporated into the morning news with Rob, but we'll also have it on our show as well. And then some way, somehow, we're going to try and incorporate the Neil Brown press conference. WVU and Learfield IMG, they do it as a show, but it just happens to be at 12 p.m. on Tuesdays. What's at 12 p.m. on Tuesdays, Nick? The sports mix. Yeah. So we'll, we'll hope. I actually had to think some... for a second there. <laughs> Come on, Nick. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll keep you updated on that. We'll probably have some, if we don't have bites on Tuesday, by the end of the show, we'll probably have bites on Wednesday for the Wednesday show. Yeah. I, I thought it was like a trick question or something like what's on Tuesdays at 12, like something I didn't know about. <laughs> and I was like, gosh, I don't know. But yeah, I think West Virginia is doing a great job with their, uh, their, I guess sports information department, you know, getting you a lot of information heading into the season to uh, kind of keep up with the team. I think it's pretty cool. You don't see that a lot that, you know, you get everyday press yeah. conferences and stuff out, like out of a, not a powerhouse program, but a very good program. Yeah. And uh, speaking of WVU and 
powerhouse programming in the Power Five conference. Their conference, they're in the Big 12. What's going on with the Big 12, Nick? So COVID-19 rules for the Big 12 have changed. Essentially, you know, they're, they're adding forfeits. If you don't have enough guys to play, you forfeit, and then the other team gets the win. So opposed to last year where we had all these reschedulings, I think we'll probably see this in most conferences because the NFL is already supposedly going to do that too. It's going to be a forfeit. You're going to get a loss. So it will certainly change things a lot. Uh, the official wording pretty much is that the league said for conference games it will be handled as if it's been played. The team that forfeits will be credited with a loss and the opponent with a win. If both teams don't have enough players to play, then it's a no decision, no contest. And I don't, when you do that, I don't know if that means – That will change standings. And yeah. I don't know if that means they'll have reschedules or not. Probably not. I mean, you've seen that in the NFL, them talking about that as well. Yeah, but if both teams don't play, and let's say it's a big conference game, I mean, how can you – how will that affect standings and stuff like that? Yeah, it will definitely affect them for sure. And let's transition to the other – Division One FBS college football team in the state of West Virginia, all, on, all our alma mater, the Marshall football team. Last night, it was confirmed to the to HD Media's Grant Trailer, the sports editor of the Herald Dispatch, that offensive line transfer offensive lineman Billy Ross has chosen to give up football for quote personal reasons. Pretty interesting coming from a guy that was a grad transfer from UNC but also a Huntington native. Yeah, I believe he went to Spring Valley, if I'm correct. So he was a pretty big guy, or pretty big, well, he's a big guy. 6'6", 294. But a big uh, signing for the herd at the time because you get a guy that uh, was a Division One and an ACC school guy that was at UNC coming in to fill a spot on an offensive line that's usually pretty good and uh, they lost Kane Madden. He transfers to Notre Dame, so they needed somebody to fill that guard spot. He was probably going to compete for it, and then he just ends up quitting. And I wonder if it has anything to do with, well, it's a new coaching staff, so the situation he thought he was going to get into is different. And he wanted to try it out, probably see yeah. what it was. He already has he his the- bachelor's degree, so he already right. has a college degree. He does say he will finish his grad degree at Marshall or continue right. his grad degree well, at Marshall. That's good. Um but also, as you just mentioned, he entered the transfer portal in fall 2020 while at UNC. He committed to the herd and former off, former offensive line coach Greg Adkins soon after. So he was committed to the former staff. Yeah. So that probably had something to do with it. Maybe he just didn't get along with that staff, the new staff, as much as he did with the old staff. And it's time for our second break. When we come back, we'll have... Marshall legend John Elmore on as he takes another step in his professional career. This segment was brought to you by Rockwell. Rockwell is now hiring for their new facility in Ranson. All employees receive competitive wages and great benefits plans, training programs that support their career growth. Go to rockwelljobs.com slash radio. We'll be back for more of the sports mix next. Rock Wool is one of the world's leading manufacturers of stone wool insulation products and is seeking motivated individuals like you to join their team right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Right now, open roles include general operator, warehouse person, machine technician, and electrical and instrumentation technician. All Rock Wool employees receive competitive salaries starting at $17.50 per hour, five-day work weeks, and eight-hour shifts, plus full benefits package on day one of employment, including health, dental, and vision coverage for employees and their families, paid time off, educational reimbursement, a 6% 401k match, and more. If you want a well-paying job and the potential for a rewarding career with a top employer that offers exceptional employee support and development opportunities, visit rockwooljobs.com slash radio for information on all current job openings right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Apply now at rockwooljobs.com slash radio. 
WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. Come ride with us and now ride more easily. Tired of hunting for the right change to get on the bus? Now you can use your smartphone to pay for all your trips when you ride with EPTA and get 50% off your first purchase. Text the word TOKEN, T-O-K-E-N, to 41411 for the download link and download the new TOKEN Transit app, which is available in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. Text TOKEN to 41411 and put the new TOKEN Transit app to work for you when you ride with us. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Elmore from three, and he nails the three from long range. 65-63, and the Henderson Center erupts. What's going on? Elmore, here it goes, and it's going in. Limited. John Elmore, even at 52. Elmore will pull up for three. He did get fouled. He knocked it down. Oh, my gosh. John Elmore, Johnny Buckets with ice in his veins. Welcome back to the Sports Mix. As you just heard there, we got some pulled some out of our archives, Nick. We pulled our highlights of, of our next guest when he was at Marshall. Yeah, he was, he was a decent player at Marshall, I'd say. I'd say he was just decent. Welcome to the program, John Elmore. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. So uh, you're coming off a great TBT experience in your home state of West Virginia. How was that? Oh, man, it was an awesome experience getting to play in Charleston, uh, where I grew up, having a lot of family and friends there. Uh, wish we would have won a little bit more games, but all in all, it was, it was a sweet experience. Hey, John, this is Nick Verzellini. Uh you just signed a new contract to play in Lithuania. Uh, what's your experience been like overseas since leaving Marshall? Uh, it's been up and down, man. It was a learning experience my rookie year, but I'm going into year three now, uh, coming off a good year two. So uh, it's just a matter of taking everything over there, uh, all the experiences, and trying to get a little bit better and add to the bag each day and improve year in, year out, and hopefully make it back to the NBA one day but continue climbing the ranks in Europe. How does that, that kind of work with getting – do you have an agent and do they talk through your agent to sign you to these things? Yeah, so um, my agent lives in Europe. Uh, he's constantly uh, marketing me, um, whether that's film, stats, whatever, kind of on finding out what teams need, um, stuff like that. So that's what I pay him for is to find me the jobs and then um, he brings those to the table we evaluate where the best fit would be best opportunity um, to continue my career and um, we found Lithuania to be the spot this year so I'm looking forward to trying to have another big year what's it been like to be in so many different places in Europe and uh, get to travel around there and also play in the international game which I'm sure is a little bit different than here in the states really special for me because I've had my wife and daughter get to live with me overseas um, that makes the days a lot better when you have somebody to speak English to and interact with um, it kind of it's kind of tough a lot of people have a tough um, transition getting used to it the time difference is seven hours being away from your family and friends um, you're dealing with a lot of people that don't speak English so um, it's a different world but I can't complain too much because I get paid to play basketball for a living which is so, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the team you're playing for. Can you pronounce the name of the team you're playing for? Yeah. Well, I was told it's pronounced Cholet, um, like a C-H-O-L-E-T. That was kind of the description I was given. Now, I'm not 100% on that, but that's just what I'm going with right now. What do you know about who else is on that team? Do you know anybody on that team? Uh, I know there's one other American player. Uh, I know of him. I'm not. I don't know him personally. He played at Villanova for two years, and then George Washington for two years. Um, 
So he's had a good career in Europe so far. So I'm excited to get over there and hopefully have a big year. John, I wanted to go back to uh, the TBT. What do you think that's done for Marshall basketball in terms of getting it on a national stage? And then this year, getting to play in Charleston obviously kind of brought recognition to how big basketball is in the state of West Virginia, too. You know, I think that event um, has been huge for, I mean, the, the event's just gotten bigger and bigger, bigger. I mean, as you see, ESPN televises all the games now. But um, just speaking towards what it does for Marshall, um, it's huge, man. It puts Marshall's brand, logo, former players, alumni on the national slash international stage. Um, I mean, you're talking, you look on ESPN and you see Marshall's logo on there and you see her that um, and former players. Coach D'Antoni coming to the games, Marshall fans coming out. Um, usually when you're done playing college ball, you never put the jersey on again. But this opportunity for some of the alumni to get back together and kind of represent Marshall while fighting for the chance to win a million dollars. You mentioned uh, Coach D'Antoni coming out. Also, because there was able to be fans in attendance and it was in just in Charleston, you had some uh, current players coming out and showing their support. Yeah, no, that was sweet. Uh, I talked to Coach D'Antoni, um, him bringing the team, Tavion Kinsey, Andrew Taylor, and the rest of the guys down, um, added to the atmosphere. And, I mean, it speaks to the Marshall family as a whole. Um, you know, sadly, we can't have every Marshall alumni player that ever played at Marshall play on the team. We've kind of got to pick and choose to try to fill out the best roster possible. But, you know, having current players and former players all get together and interact and, I mean, different generations of guys is – sweet experience and it just talks to the culture at Marshall what's it like uh you know going through the recruiting for that or signing new guys to the squad how how does that whole process go about uh you know it's just relationships um just connecting with guys uh I've used my overseas experience the past couple years to um add some of the guys some of my former teammates over there have played with us uh we haven't had a ton of size at Marshall like big but guard-wise at Marshall, I think our guards is as good as any team, any college team in the country. So we've had a plethora of guards through there. And as you see, that's our strong suit usually on the team is our Marshall Korg, which is mostly guards. But, um, you know, it's hard because you have to tell some Marshall alumni no just because we don't have the spots or don't have the need for that certain position. Um, but, you know, it's a fun process. And, getting to play in Charleston. I mean, I played at that gym that we played at the student center in middle school. I played there in high school. I played there in college. So it kind of came full circle to play there again. So you talk about players on your team, including Stevie Browning, and kind of this TBT really put him back into the professional basketball game. He said that he has signed with an agent and is looking to get back into professional basketball. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Uh, Stevie, just, he kind of had some health problems, um, staying healthy while he was overseas. He played overseas for three years and then retired and became a graduate assistant at Marshall. Um, but, you know, I'm glad he's healthy again. Uh, I'm glad he has that fire lit um, and wants to play again. So, I mean, that's another guy you're talking about that's going to get paid to play basketball for a living. So, can't beat that gig. Is that, John, kind of part of the goal? I mean, obviously you want to win the million, but – if you guys are able to show you, showcase your game and get better opportunities, that certainly is beneficial. Oh, for sure. Um, being on ESPN, having all the fans there, um, it just gives you the platform to show what you can do. Um, I know myself and some of the other guys that are currently playing professionally um, use that opportunity and try to take advantage of it because you never know who's watching. Um, the games are on ESPN. You don't know if NBA personnel are watching. You don't know if international European personnel are watching, so just gives you a chance to show what you can do, like you said, while also trying to essentially win a million dollars. And uh, Ott's popularity on social media certainly has been beneficial, right? Yeah, no, he's, he's taking he's taking that role and ran with it. Um, you know, he contributes to the team, but he's also the social media darling for the TBT as well. So, I mean, it's just a great experience, and I mean, we enjoy we enjoy the process. You talk about uh, just players on your roster that are Marshall alumni. How did you get James Kelly on the roster this year? Uh, we, it was something we had talked about in the past um, with COVID. It was really tough to get a team together, um, and he has family. So it was just kind of hard trying to get all the details worked out. But 
thing that makes the roster um, difficult to fill is you're talking about taking up probably two plus weeks out of your summer to come train. We have a like week plus um, long training camp um, and then you've got the tournament itself so a lot of people have a lot of stuff going on during the summer especially coming from overseas where you've been gone for 10 months away from your family not everybody wants to take that time off and start playing again so uh, a lot of sacrifices are made but you know it was cool to have James back we played together my freshman year when he was a senior and uh, he's a heck of a player so it was cool to link back up to him Another player that you had on your team last season that you brought on was in a former Conference USA Player of the Year was Ja'Cory Williams. You had to have him back this year, right? Oh, man, he, he's a beast. Um, he uh, he had a good tournament for us. He signed to play in France. Um, no, but he's just a heck of a player and good people. So it was uh, it was big to have him back. John, with your new team, uh, what's the league that you're going to be playing in? And uh, I guess what are you looking forward to about it and – what kind of opportunity is it for you? Um, the Lithuanian League has got a, like, a big-time history. Um, a lot of Lithuanian players have had success in the NBA. Um, but overall, the league's really strong. And the team I'm going to has high aspirations. They want to continue to climb the ranks in the league and then um, in Europe. So it's a good opportunity for me and hopefully a good stepping stone to keep launching my career. We'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, TBT next year? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. The rumor is that it's supposed to be coming back to Charleston. I don't know if that's a hundred percent, but that's what I'm hearing. So that'll be an another awesome opportunity to kind of build on what we've already started. Well, thanks for joining us, John. Look forward to talking to you next year, next summer about the TBT and best of luck in Lithuania. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, John. John Elmore, former Marshall basketball player, as well as reigning from the Mountain State. Uh, We'll be back for more Sports Mix right after this. We're presented this segment by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car car buying experience. Buy your next car online. They'll deliver it to you. And if you don't like it, they'll take it back. HagerstownFord.com. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. If you're in an accident, the first thing that you have to do is call 911. You have to get medical care immediately. The next thing you need to do is call us. When you hire us at the Skinner Law Firm, what we do is we are going to investigate your case. We're going to lay out the options that you have, all at no cost to you. We will use all of our resources and all of our experience to get you what you deserve. That's what we mean by treating you like family. You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. Hi, I'm Spencer Dupuy. Hi, I'm Nick Verzellini. Come out and join us August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for the Rocks Local Market Grand Opening, located at 8310 Martinsburg Pike, Shepherdstown. Our show, The Sports Mix, will be broadcasting live 12 to 1, featuring interviews from Shepherd athletes. 
Again, please join us August 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at 8310 Martinsburg Pike to check out the New Rocks local market and meet Shepherd athletes. We look forward to seeing you there. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Marius Group. Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their officers at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg, West Virginia. And to kick off this final segment of the show today, we're going to talk about an NFL big NFL extension signed today. Jamal Adams and the Seahawks have signed a four-year extension with a maximum value of $72 million. Now, if you remember last summer, the end of July, he got traded from the Jets to the Seahawks. So this goes to show that the Seahawks liked what he did last year. Yeah, I mean, they've pretty much been working on an extension uh, for him since you know they traded for him because that was part of the reason why he wanted out of the Jets. Obviously, the other reasons is, well, who wants to play for the Jets? But uh, Jamal Adams... Getting that deal done is huge for Seattle. I mean, this was a guy, or this is a guy that is extremely productive and can do a lot of different things for you. He didn't have a great year, I feel like, in Seattle compared to what we've seen from him in the past. 59 tackles, just one forced fumble, three pass breakups, no interceptions. But in terms of a strong safety that can play the box, can uh, he did have nine and a half sacks. So, you know, yeah. he, he plays down the box. He, he makes big plays. 83 total tackles for him. So he's almost like another linebacker out there that can also do things for you in coverage. And, you know, just a really talented player. And to get him locked up is huge. I always forget that he's only 25. He's really, really young. Yeah. I mean, he was drafted sixth overall in 2017. So got traded uh, before his rookie contract was up. And to get that extension done, you you get that first big payday. Um, it's huge. And for the Seahawks, you know, they, they're known for having a great secondary. So having Adams at the back end, you know, gives you one of those key pieces. And another guy that's literally the same age almost is a guy that I kind of contribute their games to be relatively close. And that's a guy on the Washington football team. You know who I'm talking about, Nick? I'm Landon Collins. I feel like they have a very similar playing style when you said their games are close i thought you were like, i meant like their style <laughs> yeah of play i thought you meant somebody in the nfc west and i was like who is he talking about but uh yeah i'd say they're similar adams is probably a lot better but <laughs> collins is a decent player he's ver- he's been very good but i feel like he's gotten he hasn't improved much if that makes sense i mean he got hurt last yeah. year but at the time you know you felt Landon Collins, one of the best safeties in the league, and then he didn't really go up as much as you'd yeah. like to see him go, go up. But still, you know, a solid contributor and a, and a very similar player. I would agree with that. But going back to Jamal Adams, the deal has a maximum value of $72 million over the four years, and $20 million signing bonus includes 38 guaranteed. His agents told that to Adam Schefter yesterday. The extension will be added excuse me, to the final year of his rookie contract. So he's now under contract through 2025. There is an option bonus worth $12.5 million that can be exercised on the first day of the 2022 league year. That's according to Adam Schefter. His new average salary will be $17.5 million over that extension that easily tops the mark before. He's now the 17th highest, highest paid defender. Well deserving. Very well deserving. And now let's transition the NBA Summer League it wrapped up yesterday. The Sacramento Kings routed the Boston Celtics to claim the Summer League title. And uh, Luis King slammed home a two-handed dunk with a little more than two minutes left in the third quarter. And basically that was it. Six, 100 to 67 was the total, or was the final score. I don't know who Luis King is, but he ended up with the right team. He did, that's for sure. But the Summer League, the Summer League is pretty interesting. Because you get to see all these players that 
want to make the league. Yeah, and you get to see you know good young talent that's already in the league, and obviously some some of the first round picks, and you know one of the kind of local guys that we certainly had our eye on was Miles McBride, um, the West Virginia rookie who was a second round pick for the Knicks, I believe, is who he's with. So he had some good performances. I think he scored twenty two and twenty seven in a game. He had a, he had a really solid summer league, so that was good to see and. You know, a player that could have came back for WVU or went pro. He decided to go pro, and looks like it might work out for him, at least earning a roster spot as a second-round pick. And just to wrap up some Wizards talk for the summer league, how'd they do, Nick? Not very good, but they don't really have the best summer league roster. I mean, you have the 15th pick, Corey Kispert, who had his moments. I think the Wizards were 1-3, and 1-4. So, it wasn't the best summer league, but Kispert showed some promise, and I think he'll he'll work out better when they have you know their their other NBA caliber players around him. He kind of had to carry at times, so it was tough for him to really get a shot off because teams are focused on him. But I think him is more of a role player. We'll really see his uh, full potential. We saw that in the one game where he scored 18 points, which was kind of his highlight and the highlight of the summer league for the Wizards. And then the NBA is slowly but surely releasing parts and pieces of their schedule for the next season, which is slated to start Tuesday, October 19th. So it seems about on time after uh, the last two seasons. Yeah, does it seem a little quick for you, though? Because last year that was a big complaint heading into yeah. the season. And we saw all those injuries in the postseason, which many believe was a result of that. So I don't know, do you think that's – too quick of a turnaround i think it's a rather quick turnaround and that's kind of the big complaint from the the players association but i mean you got to make the money yeah i mean that's what it all and, comes down to and right? if you want to play you know an 82 game schedule you're not going to cram it all in I, like you're you're gonna have they would rather do this now than play a shorter schedule than have to or play try to cram the games in or play a shorter schedule and then have to do it next year if they go longer so it's just going to keep going years and years from now. I think the big thing, too, last year was they did the 72-game schedule in starting in December. So you went until July or whatever it ended up being for the postseason. So this year they're playing 82 games, but they're starting around their normal time. For the teams that didn't make the playoffs, it's you know a pretty normal offseason. But for the teams that played deep into the playoffs – or for guys that played in the Olympics even, you know, that's a pretty quick turnaround. But, again, that's why so many good players didn't choose or chose not to play in the Olympics because, well, they said, well, we had a short offseason. I don't want to turn around and play in the Olympics and then have an even shorter offseason this year. So we'll give you the opening day, opening night slate. It'll be Brooklyn at Milwaukee, 7.30 p.m. on TNT. Golden State at the Lakers will follow at 10 p.m., and that's also on TNT. And then on Wednesday, October 20th, Boston visits New York, 7.30 tip-off on ESPN. Then the double the doubleheader on ESPN continues, Denver at Phoenix, 10 p.m. Thursday, Dallas is at Atlanta, 7.30 TNT. And then the Clippers are at Golden State to finish out the night on TNT. And then Friday night, the 22nd of October, You'll see Brooklyn at Philadelphia at 7.30 on ESPN, and then Phoenix at Los Angeles, Lakers at 10 p.m. So it's a pretty, pretty good schedule coming out on the national networks. Yeah, that's usually what the NBA focuses on is, you know, Christmas and their season openers. You know, you get most of the big-name teams or the big-name players. So that Nets-Bucks game to start the year is going to be, you know, pretty anticipated, pretty hyped. Um, and then seeing that new Warrior or that new Lakers team should be interesting, and maybe even hopefully seeing a healthy Clay Thompson again for Golden State. And then it's huge. We'll break down the Saturday Christmas schedule game of games: Atlanta at New York. That's at 12 p.m. on ESPN. And then the next three games that day will be on ABC, starting with Boston at Milwaukee 2:30, Golden State at Phoenix at 5 p.m. And then Brooklyn at the Lakers at 8 p.m. That'll be on ABC and ESPN. 
And then to round out the night, it'll be Dallas at Utah, 10.30 ESPN. So a pretty big Christmas slate when it comes to NBA games. That's five NBA games. Yep. So we went over it a little bit yesterday, but obviously that Nets game, you know, the big one, Nets-Lakers. Yeah, that's going to be a huge But again, game. we'll see come Christmas, different people are going to be healthy, different teams are going to be playing well. Some might disappoint, so it'll be interesting. It will be very interesting. And then your Saturday slate for the NFL, just because we're on Christmas Day, uh, will be <laughs> Cleveland at Green Bay Christmas in August. Yeah, but we're talking about the NBA. So we might as well just give you your TV schedule for that day. Uh, Christmas, I guess. It will have Cleveland at Green Bay, 430. That'll be on Fox. And then at 815 on NFL Network, it'll be Indianapolis at Arizona. So I think that Green Bay-Cleveland game will be a a very big game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care about the Browns. I hope they're terrible. (laughs) Okay, Ravens fan. I forgot you were I hate the Browns more than I hate the Steelers at this point. Really? Yeah. Because I respect the Steelers, but the Browns, they just get on my nerves because they, they're bad and they think they're good, even though they're not bad anymore. But I don't know. They're, so, they're, they're never going to win anything, so just stop talking. All right. So speaking of the NFL, some late-breaking news. I just got a notification on my phone about seven minutes ago from ESPN. Uh, Deshaun Watson's situation keeps getting worse. Now the FBI has joined the investigation, and now I think once the FBI has joined the investigation, the NFL's got to put him on the commissioner's exempt list. You would think, yeah. I mean, it's just been a weird situation there. Uh, And what's going to happen with him legally, what's going to happen with him in Houston, you know, all sorts of things going on with this situation. It seems like every day, too, it just gets worse for Deshaun Watson, so... A guy that was once, you know, looked at as a pretty good person, a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he's still a good quarterback, I guess, but obviously his uh, legacy and his, uh, I guess, opinion of people's opinion of him is certainly going to go down. It'll definitely go down, and as we have a little bit of time left, what are we doing next Wednesday, Nick? A little self-promotion here. We'll be at Rocks from 12 to 1 for our show live. We'll have Shepherd Athletes on for interviews so it should be a lot of fun come check it out it's the grand opening grand opening of the shepherdstown yep. rocks that is going to be next wednesday the event runs from 10 to 2 we'll be there broadcasting our show live from 12 to 1 and we'll look forward to doing that but we'll also look forward to talking to you tomorrow on the sports mix that's all for this edition of the sports mix for nick verzellini i'm spencer Dupuy. we'll talk to you tomorrow have a great rest of your day